0: Radio Theater Project. Radio Theater Project. A radio drama series series featuring comedy, science fiction, and mystery. 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 Old stories and new. Radio Theater Project. Theater of the mind for today.
1: Future Past. Dramatized stories from the golden age of science fiction. Every mother thinks her child is special. Mars child really is. So special that the baby knows it is before it's born. Presenting special delivery, written by Damon Knight, adapted for radio by Bobby Wiley.
2: Damn, what the <laughs> That was funny. Damn it, my nose is bleeding.
0: Len, I didn't mean to laugh. Does it hurt much? No. That's good. It was the funniest thing. I mean, funny, peculiar.
2: Is there something the matter with you?
0: I don't know. Nothing like that ever happened to me before. I didn't think it was funny at all. I was worried about you, and I didn't know I was going to laugh. (laughs) Maybe I'm cracking up.
2: You're probably tired. Today's seven months, right?
0: You think it's the pregnancy? We haven't read about anything like this.
2: Let's go inside. I'll get you some coffee.
0: I am feeling a little tired.
2: Then I'll make dinner. Mora. Hmm? Where the devil's the other baby book? I've got it. I finished reading my papers. I wanted to check on seven month progress.
0: I like this picture. Of a tiny little baby curled into a yoga position. That's what he looks like. Mama.
2: What was that about your mother?
0: Don't be silly.
2: That was a good one. I'm getting some fresh coffee. You want some? Um, sure. Hey, you didn't want your coffee earlier?
0: I did, but...
2: Well, are you sure you want another cup now?
0: Yes, please. No.
2: Huh? Well, what do you want?
0: (laughs) Oh, Lynn, I'm so mixed up.
2: I brewed some chamomile and valerian root tea yesterday. I'll get you a cup of rice. Damn career, damn same town high school jobs, not enough paid to buy more clothes, can't afford to get my masters, and can't afford to get anything either of us to relax. Here you are. School.
0: Ah, that tastes... Ugh.
2: What's the matter now?
0: Lynn, I don't know. Mama.
2: That's the second time you said that. What is this all about? Said what? Mama. Look, kid, if you're... I didn't! Sure you did. Once when we were looking at the baby book, and then again just now, after you said, ugh, tear tea. Speaking of which,
0: Mama drink milk. What the hell is going on? I don't like it. Len, I didn't say that. Okay. I didn't. I didn't say Mama, and I didn't say that about the milk. And I didn't laugh at you when you fell down.
2: It was somebody else.
0: It was. You don't believe me. Put your hand on my belly. No, a little lower. Right here with mine. Kicks? No, not exactly. Now you in there. If you want your milk, kick three times.
2: Did you feel that? One, two, three.
0: Give me that milk. Once in a great while, cell cleavage will not have followed the orderly pattern that produces a normal baby. In these rare cases, some parts of the body will develop excessively, while others do not develop at all. This disorderly cell growth, which is strikingly similar to the wild cell growth that we know as cancer, Ugh.
2: That's fine breakfast reading. Why do you keep reading that stuff if it makes you feel that way?
0: I have to. Hey, there's a page missing.
2: It's amazing that tattered piece of anarchy held together this long. It looks like the last owner read it with breakfast, lunch, and delivery. I wonder it has as many pages as it does.
0: So, he says to tell you that he's decided that his name is Leonardo, after Leonardo da Vinci.
2: He's decided? He's talking to you? About decisions?
0: Well, yes. The health of developing infants is very important. That's why I'm eating liver and drinking milk and not drinking coffee.
2: How does he know any of this?
0: He has me read about it. Then he thinks about it and tells me what to do.
2: That's absurd. Just ignore him.
0: Oh, no. If I ignore him, he begins kicking and pounding inside my belly. I tried to hold out for coffee last week and still have bruises to show
2: for it. Where is that page on psychosis and pregnancy? Ah, here it is. Let's see, hallucinations, delusions, somatic symptoms can manifest throughout the body. Mm Mm-hmm. Where is that phone book? Here's the doctor's number.
1: Dr. Nanfit's office? How may I help
2: you? Yes. My wife, Maura Connington, sees Dr. Nanfit. She's been having some odd symptoms with her pregnancy. I'd like to schedule an appointment as soon as possible, please.
1: Let me see. We have an opening tomorrow at 3.
2: That's wonderful. We'll take it. Thanks.
1: Have a good day, sir.
2: 8 a.m. and already it's hot. So much going on. Commencement is only two weeks away. And there's my contract for next year and that opening at Oster High, which would mean more money. <laughs> ah, damn. I forgot to double-check with Maura about the tea with Superintendent Greer and his wife this afternoon. Mrs. Greer would not wish to be stood up for one of her teas. Mm-mm. Boy. will
0: also des tradition... It- What in God's name does he mean by that? What, Len?
2: Why not try the English edition?
0: Leo wants to learn German. What were you going to say?
2: About this tea business with Superintendent and Mrs. Greer. You sure you're up to going?
0: Well, of course. It's pretty important, isn't it? Unless you think I look too sloppy.
2: No, no, damn it. But are you feeling up to it? Sure. All right. Oh, I made an appointment for you to see the doctor tomorrow. Why? Well, your appetite, but mostly just look tired.
0: Well, okay then.
2: And you won't say anything about Leo to Mrs. Greer or anybody?
0: Not till he's born, I think, don't you? It would be an awful hard thing to prove. Even you wouldn't have believed me if you hadn't felt him kick.
2: Well, he's hardly bothered with me since.
0: I've told you again and again. He only wants to talk to me. He's just too young.
2: I know. But for this tea event.
0: We'll be on our best behavior, and I'll burp like a lady, if at all.
1: Good afternoon. You must be the Conningtons. Please, come in. Uh, yes? Please, this way to the drawing room.
3: Mr. Greer, Mrs. Greer, the Conningtons have arrived. Thank you, Millie. Please bring the tea. Yes, ma'am.
4: Well, isn't this nice? How are you young folks this afternoon?
0: Oh, fine. We thought we'd be earlier, Mr. Greer.
3: I find the heat takes more out of me every day. I believe that women in your condition can find summers here most unbearable. Why, I remember my sister's boys. They were all born in the fall, you know. Those boys were quite a lot for my sisters to carry, and none of us were small women. Yes, ma'am. I'm sure it's so. Oh, indeed. Every one of my mother's children weighed at least eight pounds. When my sisters each had boys, one had two, the other had three. Not a single son was less than ten pounds. The youngest nearly topped twelve pounds two days after he was born. Tea is served. Ah, wonderful. This is a mild, caffeine-free, raspberry leaf tea with just a bit of spearmint after about eight and a half months. Just raspberry leaf will do. My great aunt was a midwife in Glastonbury. She taught me all the best natural ways to ease stress and relieve pain.
4: So, son, do you plan to make teaching your career? Sir, I do. It's
2: the thing I've always dreamed of doing. Looking at those shining faces, eager to absorb what I have to
4: impart. Why, I can't imagine a more fulfilling life path. You may have heard that Oster High will be needing a new science teacher next fall. We've been watching your work with some interest. You have a certain way with children. Ah! Ah!
0: Oh, oh, oh my.
4: Oh, my dear, let me help you up from the floor. Mora, are you all right?
0: Mrs. Grayer, I'm so terribly (gasps) sorry. Oh, my. Lynn, please take me home. Mr. and Mrs. Greer, I-, I brought a broom. Oh, my stars, your mother's china.
2: Thank you, sir, ma'am, for your hospitality. We'll, um We'll just see ourselves out.
0: It was Leo. You know Mrs. Cruz very posh. She said she'd chosen that tea particularly for me in my delicate state, and insisted I go ahead and drink it while it was hot. And I no, couldn't
2: No, wait, what?
0: So I drank some and then Leo kicked up and made me burp the burp I was saving.
3: And,
2: and, oh Lord.
3: And then he kicked the cup and saucer out of my hand into her lap and oh I wish I was dead.
2: Hello. My wife has an appointment with Dr. Barry at three.
1: Yes. Oh, Mrs. Connington, please take a seat. The nurse will be right with you. Thank you. I am not insane.
0: Oh, this child is abusing me. Oh.
2: Maura, we are just here for a checkup. You've been very tired lately, and your food cravings have gotten a little strange.
0: There's nothing wrong with my food choices. I'm eating healthy for my
1: baby. Mrs. Connington, right this way, please. Sir, did you want to wait out here?
2: This is my child, too. I'm coming along for the
4: checkup. Uh,
1: yes, sir. Uh, of course.
4: Now, Mrs. Connington, we're looking just fine today. Now, how have we been feeling?
0: Just fine? My husband thinks I'm insane.
4: That's, uh, well, that's a funny thing for him to think, isn't it? Hmm. Now, we have had any soreness in our stomach?
0: Yes. He's been kicking me black and blue.
4: The baby. The baby kicks her. Any headaches? Dizziness? Vomiting? Swelling in our legs? Or ankles? No. Some unreal belching. Hmm. Oh, okay. Well then, now let's just find out how much we've gained. Right over here, Mrs. C. Step onto the scale. Yes, indeed. Looks just fine.
0: Sure it does. To you.
4: Now let's get up on the examination table. Lay back. Well, everything seems to be in the right place. Did you go over the ultrasound exam from Infasonic? Oh, yes I did. Did
2: show anything unusual? Whatever do you mean?
0: We've been having a little argument about whether this is an ordinary baby or not.
4: Now, let's not worry about that. We're going to have a perfectly healthy, wonderful baby, and if anybody tells us differently why, we'll just tell them to go jump in the lake, won't we? Now, this stethoscope may be a little chilly. The baby is absolutely normal. Absolutely, huh? What's the matter? Um, I honey, mean, Um. well, I didn't. Now, isn't that a nuisance? We seem to be picking up a radio broadcast with our little stethoscope here. RADIO Radio BROADCAST? broadcast. Oh my! Excuse me? Let me listen to that. You
1: bladder-headed pill pusher! You bedside vacuum! You fifth-rate tree surgeon! You inflated!
0: Is
2: that you, Connington? Get off the noise! I haven't finished with Dr. Bedpan yet! Oh my. We've got to think. We've got to think. We've got to think, got to think, think, think.
0: You've got to think. That's why we're in the bedroom in the dark. I've had plenty of time to think, ever since it happened. When you catch up...
2: Boy, be reasonable. The chances against the kid kicking three times in any one minute period are only about one in a hundred. The chances against anything like... shh. What now?
0: Leo says to keep our voices down. He's thinking.
2: Look, Moy, I just want to get this straight. When he talks to you, you don't hear him shouting all the way up past your liver and lights. What-
0: You know perfectly well he reads my mind.
2: That isn't the same as- (sighs) Let's not get off on that. What I want to know is, what's it like? Do you seem to hear a real voice, or do you just know what he's telling you, without knowing how you know?
0: It isn't like hearing a voice. You'd never confuse one with the other. It's more- the nearest I can come to it, it's, it's like remembering a voice, except that you don't know what's coming.
2: And he sees what you see, he knows what you're thinking, and he can hear people talk to you. Of course. This is tremendous. They thought Einstein was a genius. This kid's even born. I heard him. He was cussing Barry out like a soldier heading back after his fifth day of leave.
0: He's had me reading everything I can find on slang, absurdities, and dialects of language.
2: That's another thing. Are you really sure he's conscious at all?
0: That's a silly... Wait, define consciousness. Are you sure you're really conscious?
2: Okay, you make joke, I laugh. Ha ha ha. What I'm trying to ask is, have you seen any evidence of creative thought? Organized thought? Or is he just... integrating along the lines of... of instinctive responses? Do you I know
0: what you mean. Shut up a minute. I don't know.
2: I mean, is he awake or asleep and dreaming about us, like Alice's Red King?
0: I don't know.
2: And if that's it, what'll happen when he wakes up?
0: (sighs) Come to bed.
2: He reads your mind. Can you read other people's? Can you read mine?
0: He doesn't. Whether it's because he can't, I don't know. I think he just doesn't care.
2: One of the things he doesn't care about is whether I have a job?
0: No. He thought it was funny. I wanted to sink through the floor, but I had all I could do to keep from laughing when she fell down. Len, what are we going to do?
2: Look, I didn't mean to sound that gloomy. We'll do something. We'll fix it. Really. I hope so. Okay now.
0: Mm, Oh, oh oh, no. What? Len, get up. All right. Len, hurry! What's wrong? You'll have to sleep on the couch. The sheets are in the bottom. On
2: that couch? Are you crazy?
0: I can't help it. Please let's not argue. You'll just have to. Why? We can't sleep in the same bed. Leo says it's, oh, unhygienic.
2: Mora, it's official. My contract was not renewed. No new job. Not even am the same old crummy job. Shh.
0: I'm sorry, Lynn. I'm writing with Leo right now.
2: Mora. this is important too. We don't eat, the kid doesn't eat. Does he have enough consciousness to understand that concept?
0: I think he does. He started this after lunch. Listen. Droning, upraising, the demurge. Higher begrims the tail. Eyes undotted, grueling pence. Therefore choose we, pawns. Let the pants take air of themselves.
2: Well, that's uncommonly strange. But what does it have to do with us eating?
0: That's where we started. Now we are into this historical adventure novel. The chief characters are Cyrus the Great, his jaunty bosom daughter Lygia, and the one-armed greco med-adventurer named Xanthes.
2: Let me see that. This is looking quite good.
0: Yes, he's decided what he wants to be when he's born.
2: Just get him the mail for Leo. Aren't we done with baby books?
0: Hi, Len. I didn't hear you come in. How was it at the electrical shop today?
2: Oh, you know. Sam Grant. Mr. Connington, can you repair my television? It doesn't seem to my favorite show anymore. The damn program has been off the air for a month. What are you drinking?
0: It's a Dandelion Green Probiotic Digestive Enzyme Yogurt Shake. Yes, it tastes as bad as it looks. What's in the package?
2: Oh, it was in the mail for Leo. I thought it must be a new baby book or something.
0: It's from the publishing house. It's a contract, based on the 80 pages we sent in two weeks ago. And there's a check for $2500. How's it going? Page 289. Xanthes killed Ana
2: Thought he would. How about Ganesh and Zeusius?
0: I don't know. I can't figure it out. You know who it was that ravished Marianne in the garden?
2: No, who? Ganesh! You're kidding.
0: No, it's all right there.
2: But Ganesh was in Lydia, buying back the sapphire. He didn't return to- I
0: know, I know, but he wasn't. That was Zeusius in a putty nose with his beard dyed. It's all perfectly logical the way Leo explains it. Really? Xuxius overheard Ganesh talking to the three Mongols, you remember? Ganesh thought there was somebody behind the curtain, only that was when they heard Lygia scream. And while their backs were turned...
2: Alright, but this follows up everything. If Ganesh never went to Lydia, they could have had anything to do with distempering Cyrus' armor. And if Zushis couldn't either, because...
0: I, it's exasperating! I know he's going to pull another rabbit out of the hat and clear everything up, but I don't see how.
2: Beats me. It had to be either Ganesh or Zeusius, or Philomines, though well, that seemed possible. Look, damn it! if Zeusius knew about the Sapphire all the time, that rules out Philomines once and for all. Unless... no, I forgot about the business at the temple. Um, do you think Leo really knows what he's doing?
0: I'm certain. Lately I've been able to tell what he's thinking, even when he isn't talking to me. I mean, just generally, like when he's puzzling over something, or when he's feeling mean. It's going to be something brilliant, and he knows what it is, but he won't tell me. We'll just have to wait.
2: I guess so. You want me to see if there's anything in the coffee pot?
0: Please. How's the money?
2: Clousy. We're down to 21 bucks.
0: We couldn't be. Len, how could anybody go through $2,500 that fast?
2: Laptop, printer, software, and the voice-to-text system that Leo thought he wanted until about half an hour after it was paid for. We spent less than 50 on ourselves, I think. Rent, groceries, goes out faster than it comes in.
1: I thought
0: it would last longer.
2: So did I. If he doesn't finish this thing in a few days, I'll have to go look for more work.
0: Damn. If it works out, fine. If it doesn't, he must be near the end by now. He's getting ready again. Is there more coffee? I'm going to need it. (gasps) What is it? To be continued in our next...
2: Ah, what the hell. To be continued? What kind of talk is that?
0: He says he's bored with the novel. He says he knows the ending, so it's artistically complete. It doesn't matter whether anybody else thinks so or not. But he says that isn't the real reason. Well... He's got two reasons. One is that he doesn't want to finish the book till he's certain he'll have complete control of the money it earns.
2: Well, if he wants guarantees...
0: You haven't heard the other reason...
2: All right, let's have it.
0: He wants to teach us, so we'll never forget who the boss is in this family. Len, I'm awfully tired.
2: Let's just go over it again once more. There has to be some way. He still isn't talking to you.
0: I haven't felt anything from him for the last 20 minutes. I think he's asleep.
2: All right, let's suppose he isn't going to listen to reason.
0: Because he isn't likely to start now.
2: Well, okay. I don't see why we can't write the last chapter ourselves. It'd only be a few pages.
0: Go ahead and try.
2: Not me. You've done a little writing. Damn good, too. If you're so sure, all the clues are there. Look, if you say you can't do it, all right. We'll hire somebody. A professional writer. It happens all the time. Thorne Smith's last novel. It
0: wasn't Thorne Smith's, and it wasn't a novel.
2: But it's sold. When one writer starts, another can finish.
0: Nobody ever finished The Mystery of Edwin Drood. Ah, hell. Len, it's impossible. It is. Let me finish. If you're thinking we could have somebody rewrite the last part Leo did...
2: Yeah, I just thought of that.
0: Even that wouldn't do any good. You'd have to go all the way back, almost to page one. It would be another story when you got through. Let's go to bed.
2: Moy, do you remember when we used to worry about the law of opposites? Hmm? The law of opposites. When we used to be afraid the kid would turn out to be a pick-and-shovel man with a pointy head. Uh... What's the matter now?
0: Oh, pain in the small of my back. Bad one? No. Belly hurt too? Don't be foolish. I'm feeling for the contraction. There it comes.
2: The- But you just said the small of your back.
0: Where do you think labor pains usually start? Len, will you stop looking at the clock? The taxi's on its way.
2: Your contractions are 16 minutes apart. It should have been here already.
0: You said it seven times. Sit down. You're making me nervous.
2: Nothing to worry about. Women have kids all the time. True. What for?
0: Fifteen minutes this time. They're getting closer.
2: How's Leo taking it?
0: Isn't saying. He feels, um, apprehensive. He tells me he's feeling strange and he doesn't like it. I don't think he's entirely awake.
2: I'm glad this is happening now.
0: So am I, but...
2: Look, we've always had it pretty good, haven't we? Not that it hasn't been tough times, but, you know. I know. Well, that's the way it'll be again, once it's over. I don't care how much of a super brain he is. Once he's born, you know what I mean. I'm listening. The only reason he's had the edge on us all this time, he could get at us, and we couldn't get at him. If he's got the mind of an adult, he can learn to act like one. It's that simple.
0: You can't take him out to the woodshed. He's going to be a helpless baby, physically, like anybody else's. He has to be taken care of.
2: All right, there are plenty of other ways. If he behaves, he gets to read. Things like that.
0: That's right, but there's one other thing I thought of. You remember when you said, suppose he's asleep and dreaming, and what happens if he wakes up? Yeah. Well, that reminded me of something else, or maybe it's the same thing. Did you know that a fetus in the womb only gets about half the amount of oxygen in his blood that he'll have when he starts to breathe?
2: I forgot. That's just one more thing Leo does that babes aren't supposed to do.
0: Use as much energy as he does, you mean? What I'm getting at is could it be because he's getting more than the normal amount of oxygen? Makes sense. I mean, he's the prodigy, not me. He must be using it more efficiently. And if that's it, what will happen when he gets twice as much?
1: Bear down. <laughs> I am
0: bearing down. Leo, how are you feeling? Don't
4: like feel bad. Stop
1: it. Two or three more ought to do it. Bear down. No. No. Doctor, he doesn't want to be born. Seems that way sometimes, doesn't it? Now bear down, good and hard.
3: Stop! Danger, stop, I feel.
1: Bear down. I, I, I you tell her. Seal the incubator. the oxygen. Not consider gases.
0: Hurry, hurry. An incubator. He'll need an incubator to live,
1: won't he? Not this baby. A fine, normal, healthy one. A boy! A fine, healthy boy.
2: Too like, Same as
3: death. Now you'll never know who killed Cyrus.
0: Give him one for me.
1: Future Past, dramatized stories from the golden age of science fiction. Presented special delivery written by Damon Knight. Adapted for radio by Bobby Wiley. In the cast were Kelly Viston as Moira Connington, Jacob Nadiaak as Len Connington, C. Chimini as Leo Connington, Joanna Bruno as Nurse Mitchell, Daryl Moffat as Dr. Barry, Terry Peake as Dr. Nanfit, Donna Ray Brockman as Mrs. Greer, Joseph McGuire as Superintendent Greer, and Elizabeth Lundquist as the maid. I'm your announcer, Anne Bodle Nash, Music Director, Jasmine Clemenson, Future Past Theme by Jason Shaw at Audionautics.com. Sound Design and Dialogue Editing, Jay Charles Production Assistant, Tori Quisenberry Recording Engineer, Misa Fukuda Recording Technician, Denny Mua Directed by Christine Yautze Produced by Joseph C. McGuire. Recorded at KSVR Studios in Mount Vernon, Washington This is a Radio Theater Project Presentation
4: This program is supported with a grant from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting.